You are listening to Rootbound, a podcast about plants for when you're stuck inside. This episode of Rootbound is sponsored by... You know what? I'm going to go take a nap. Hi everyone, it's me, Steve, host of Rootbound, and just right up top, this is going to be a short one. I'll get to that in a minute, but Rootbound is a podcast about plants for when you're stuck inside, and normally, each week, I invite a guest who joins me on the show to share with us all about a plant that means something to them, and then I share with a guest about a plant that means something to me, and through this process, we can all learn more about plants and learn more about each other. However, this is different. This week is a little bit of a special week, and, uh, I've learned a lot from plants on this show, um, but in particular, with this episode, one of the things I learned from plants is it's it's good to take a break every now and then. You know, plants often go dormant in the wintertime, and even plants that don't experience the winter that I experience have some kind of rest period, and so I think it is time to take a little bit of a break. So this episode's going to be a shorter episode, it's just going to be me. But don't worry, I'm not going to leave you hanging. There's still going to be some fun facts and dazzling details here. It's just going to be a short episode with just me. And this is going to happen similarly next week as well to give me a little bit of breathing room, a little bit of a chance to take a break, to have a little bit of winter dormancy, uh, and then we'll get back into the regular show. So thank you for bearing with me uh, for, for this time to take a little bit of a break and let me uh, digest the lesson I have learned from the plants about taking a little break because I've been doing this now for 105 episodes every week nonstop and it's 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 been really fun but I just need a little bit of a moment so so I just need a little bit of time for breathing room but yeah let's have a quick episode I want to share you some fun facts I've been reading about and then we'll wrap up the show but first I don't do this enough but if I would love to hear from you if you're listening to this episode and you like Rootbound send me an email rootboundpodcast at gmail.com. Tell me what you like about the show. Tell me what you don't like about the show. Share with me your favorite plant. I would just love to engage with the audience more. So please send me an email. You can send me an email, like I said, rootboundpodcast at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram, at rootboundpodcast. I'm on Mastodon and Threads as well. I think that's all the places. There's a website, rootboundpodcast.com. All those places. Send me a message. uh, Interact. I'd love to hear from you. Now, with that all said... Let's hear some quick fun facts and dazzling details, some things that I've been thinking about uh, that I want to share with you before we get into to, uh, the real episodes coming up in a couple of weeks. This fact that I'm going to share with you now actually is related to an upcoming episode, and it's something I've been thinking about a lot, and that has, uh, it also has to do with, I guess, right now, and uh, that is fat. <laughs> Yeah, fat is very important in the wintertime. If you're going to have some winter dormancy, you need to have some fat stored up uh, to get you through the winter. And we think about like bears and, and other animals like that storing up fat for the winter. But plants do that too. Plants have fat, and we more commonly call that fat oil, right? Plants, you have vegetable oil. Oil is from plants, and that is a form of fat. And I've been thinking about fat and oil and plants quite a bit. And, and so here's some of the things that I've kind of uh, learned, relearned, kind of crystallized, maybe like, maybe like fat cells in my mind, uh, and I want to share that with you. So one, the first one, I was like, well, 
yes, we know that lots of plants have fat. That's clear. But why do plants have fat? Well, it's, it's just like us. It is for energy storage. Fat stores about twice as much energy per weight than starch. So it's very energy dense. So it's a great way to store energy. And often plants store the, the fats, these oils, uh, in seeds so that energy can be with the seed to help it germinate. So that's why a lot of the plant oils we get come from seeds because that oil is there to help the seed germinate and have enough energy to get to the point where it can start photosynthesizing. So I thought that was pretty cool. Now, there's a bunch of different kinds of fats, and this is uh, going to lead to a pretty interesting fact. So just bear with me here. Um, there's some, some science and some chemistry here, but I, I think it is leads to a pretty interesting thing, at least very interesting to me. So you might remember this from like health class or chemistry class, but there are kind of three categories of fats. There are saturated fats, unsaturated fats, and trans fats, which are sometimes called hydrogenated fats. So let's break those down and talk about what those really mean. So saturated fats are most often animal fat. So bacon, lard, anything that comes from, from animals, that's most often saturated fats. Now, what does saturated fat mean? It's kind of a weird word, because when we think saturated, we think of like a, I don't know, I think of like a towel that's just completely saturated with water that you can like wring out. But in this case, saturated has to do not with water, but with hydrogen. And now let me get into your imagination here about what a fat cell looks like. And it's more complicated than this, but essentially it's a long chain of carbons. And everywhere those carbons are not attached to each other to form a chain, in a saturated fat, they are completely saturated with hydrogen. So anywhere they're not connected by one bond to a carbon, remember your chemistry, they are connected to another hydrogen. So every possible place these carbons could be they are connected to a hydrogen so they are fully saturated with hydrogen that's what saturation saturated fat means and the most interesting well not the most interesting but in this case to me one of the most interesting things about the saturated fats is that they are solid at room temperature so think about lard think about bacon fat they form a solid kind of paste or sometimes even more solid at room temperature and that has to do with the shape of the saturated fat molecules and I think about it this way. They're straight. Because they're fully saturated, they're these straight, uh, like, chains of this fat. And because they're straight, they can connect to each other in this very rigid way. And the way that – this may not be the best analogy. I made this up myself, so chemists get at me if I'm totally wrong. But the way I think about it is, like, think if you had a whole bin full of just straight Legos that were just, like, maybe too wide and by ever long as you want. You could connect those in a way that you formed a big block and it was like completely solid. And that is what saturated fats use, and that's why they are solid at room temperature. Now, plants, on the other hand, plants are predominantly unsaturated fat. Now, what does unsaturated mean in this case? Unsaturated means that in at least one case, but in sometimes more than one case, where there could be a hydrogen, there's in fact a double bond between a a carb, two carbons. So where there could be two hydrogens, those two carbons are bonded to each other. And so the, that fat is not saturated. There's not 
every single possible hydrogen there, there's a place where there's at least one double bond. If there's only one double bond, it's called a monounsaturated fat. Or if there's more than one double bond, it is called a polyunsaturated fat. And these double bonds have the effect of making the molecule bent. So they're not straight anymore, so they're bent. And if you think about having a bucket full of Legos that have like maybe a more than 90 degree turn in them or something like that, it would be much harder to put them together to form a big block. And so because of that, you have these pieces that can slip by each other and they don't stick together in these like big blocks and that's what makes them liquid at room temperature. So that's also pretty interesting. And then the third kind of fat, which is trans fat, sometimes called hydrogenated fat, this is where scientists have attempted through chemical reactions to make unsaturated fats solid at room temperature. So this process of hydrogenation, which I has to do with putting lots of hydrogen past them, I think under high temperatures, don't don't quote me on that audience. But anyway, there's a hydrogen in the process. That's why it's called hydrogenation. It has the effect of making some double bonds, like in unsaturated fats, but they're configured in a different way. So they are straight molecules with double bonds as opposed to being bent. So they are straight like a saturated fat, but they have double bonds like an unsaturated fat. And because they're straight, they are solid at room temperature. And these are things like Crisco, right? Vegetable shortening, which is solid at room temperature, has been chemically changed, so it is solid at room temperature. And we have learned, uh, you know, through recent times that these trans fats, these hydrogenated fats, are pretty unhealthy. And why they are versus the other ones, I'm not too sure why that is, but just trust me in that, they're not healthy. And so we've moved away from them. So I said there was going to be an interesting fact here, and so here it is. I was thinking... Are there any plants that have saturated fat, and so their fats are solid at room temperature? And it turns out there are, but it is a shockingly small number, like pretty weirdly small number. So for my research, all I could find plants that have saturated fats, predominantly saturated fats, and so their oil or their fat is solid at room temperature, is cocoa butter. So the fat from the cocoa uh, pod is solid at room temperature shea butter, coconut oil, and then palm oil and palm kernel oil. From what I can tell, that's about it. Now, there may be some other ones. In fact, if you know some other fats, plant fats that are solid at room temperature, please send me a message because it's something I'm super interested in. But I think it's pretty interesting that at least commercially, that's about it. But that's really interesting that there's not that many. And I'm curious, like, why there's not that many. Also, a lot of those are tropical. I think they're all tropical. So that probably something to do with temperature because you may not want to have like solid fat in a cold environment. I don't, I don't know. I'm just uh, spitballing here. But I just found it's pretty interesting that there's a, just a pretty small number of plants that have fat that is solid at room temperature. And, you know, that, that's useful in cooking. It's useful in a lot of different ways. And so, yeah, I was just curious about like why that is. And I couldn't find any like clear answers for that. So, yeah, also audience, if you know more about that, please get in touch with me because... Um, it's going to be relevant for a later episode. And also it's something I'm just super interested in because I think there's lots of cool stuff you could do with plant fat that is solid at room temperature if there was some other sources for that. Um, and there is stuff. I mean, if you use, you know, all these other ones I mentioned, like they have other properties that the you know, liquid oils don't have. So anyway, it's something I was thinking about and something that's going to be relevant for future episodes. So I just want to share that fun fact and dazzling detail with you on this kind of special 
winter break episode of the podcast. And uh, with that, we're going to wrap up the show. There's not going to be standard credits here, but definitely shout out to David Lani for the fake ads, Christian Griegoskota for the music, Ruben is hosted by me, Steve Ellington. And uh, let's close out the show uh, with, you know, listeners to the show will know that I, I play lots of uh, quirky old music on the show. And so I just want to play the full uh, music of one of the songs I've played on the podcast, which uh, I in particularly liked. It's called The Live Oak Tree uh, by June Christie. And I, I think it's a very charming song. I really love her voice in this June Christie. I was Googling her and she was apparently a singer who people you know, felt that she didn't get her due in her day. And uh, yeah, really kind of just charming song with a great voice. So let's just wrap it up. I normally talk about what you're going to do when you can't go outside, but you know, use your imagination on this one. It's a special episode. And yeah, I'm going to just play that song and uh, you can listen to it. And then we'll speak to you on the next episode, which is going to be another one of these kind of shorter solo episodes. Give me a chance to breathe. And then after that, we'll come back in with a normal root bound. So thanks for your patience. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Take a break. When I'm with you and you're with me, it's great to be alive beneath the live oak tree. When I'm with you and you're with me, if you'll excuse a hokey joke beneath the oak, it's okey doke And this, my dear, is also true It's great to be alone when I'm alone with you We climb our hill to the very top Where it's all so still that you can hear an acorn drop the whole day through we're on our own with only mother nature for a chaperone the birds supply the music and we have a ball and it's all for free when i'm with you and you're with me and we're beneath the Clean fun where no one can see.